Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Until you come back, I will not let go. This is the chorus David just found it for, for us here. Until you come back, I will not let go. I will not rest until you come back. I, I will look for you in spirit, writing more letters. Maybe more will come. Good days, we sang your favorite song. Until you come back. They ask again, where father is and answer until you come back I will not let go I will not rest until you come back I will look for you in spirit Lord the lights the the candles are still shining Lord are still burning God we and our hope is still still there Lord for the remaining hostages Lord we still hope we still believe Lord rescue them God bring them back bring them back oh God protect these soldiers Lord Protect those, those fighting, oh God. And protect the, protect the innocent, Lord, in harm's way, Lord. We know, there's, we know there's many Palestinians also, Lord of God. We pray you protect them, Lord, that don't want to be in the situation they're in that are subject to a, to a cruel regime, Lord, a cruel oversight, oh God. Bring your, bring your spirit, Lord, to visit those, the shadow of death in Yeshua's name. Oh God, bring justice, Lord. Bring justice. Galinai va'avita niflot metoratecha b'shem Yeshua. Amen. Open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word, we pray. Amen. Jason actually already prayed, so Lord, we... Thank you for this Hanukkah time, and we praise you. So Hanukkah is not, is not actually a commanded holiday, is it, in the Bible? Did you know that? It's not a moed, a, an appointed, one of the biblically commanded holidays in Judaism, but it's actually the most observed Jewish holiday worldwide, and huge holiday, holiday for, for Jews. Jewish families will light their Hanukkiahs with their children tonight, chanting the traditional blessings, singing their, their favorite Hanukkah song. But Hanukkah is celebrated all over, the, all over the world by Jewish people, and it is a time to celebrate a victory that God gave our people, and that we're still here. Uh, we're still here. If they're, and you know, I think Jews for Jesus years ago had a great broadside. They called them broadsides, right, uh, Sean? Uh, and Chris, you know, broadsides, not tracks. You know, and it was. I think if there'd never been, if there hadn't been a, a Hanukkah, there'd never be a Christmas. You know, and it was just so creative. It's true. If there wasn't a Hanukkah, if we hadn't seen God deliver us in Hanukkah, 
we wouldn't have a Christmas. There wouldn't be a Messiah. There wouldn't be a Jewish people. There wouldn't have been a Messiah born. And you wouldn't have salvation. You wouldn't be sitting here today with salvation. Uh, if I, gosh, if I got Art Katz on you, he'd be saying, you'd still be drinking uh, beer out of skulls. And <laughs> Great, powerful, powerful message, powerful messenger. But, um, but, you know, the dreidel games and all the, the favorite foods of Hanukkah, of course, here we have latkes in America and Israel, soup ganyot or jelly donuts, very different. Two versions of the Hanukkah story, though. Uh, very interesting. I've taught this before, but it, I think... We, 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 it's really important to know. Two versions. There are two different, really different versions. In first and second book of Maccabees, and there are four books of Maccabees, it's not part of the Masoretic mainstream of, Jew, of the Jewish canon, but it's part of the Greek Jewish canon known as the Septuagint. And in, that, in, the, in the book of Maccabees, the Hasmoneans celebrated the victory over the Seleucids with the cleansing and the rededication of the temple. The temple of God in 165-164 BCE, it says, to quote Maccabees, for eight days like the festival of Sukkot. Second Maccabees 10.6, like the festival of Sukkot. So they celebrated that victory. Eight days of altar sacrifices, not menorah lights, but altar sacrifices. That's in the book of Maccabees. Then the other version of the Hanukkah story is in the Talmud. And in the Talmud, it speaks of the rededicating of the temple that there was found, and this is the version that we're more familiar with here in the States, that, that there was found one cruise or one vial of olive oil with the seal of the high priests on it, enough for one day's burning, and lit the menorah in the temple, and it lasted for eight days. No mention of that in the book of Maccabees. No mention of that story at all. So two completely different versions. In number one, we're emphasizing the miracle of the few over the many. So I love that one, the Maccabees. The emphasis of the few over the many, a miracle. In number two, still is a good one. We're pointing to the miracle of the oil lasting eight days. So they're both great stories. With the destruction of the temple in 70 CE, or AD 70, whichever you want, or uh, the emphasis moved to the local synagogue and the focus of Hanukkah shifted to the oil legend, number two. However, with the rebirth and the growth of the state of Israel, the focus there is very much on the military victory, number one. Very relevant to what we're going through right now, the war in Gaza, the military victory. Without Hanukkah, as I said, we wouldn't have a Christmas. The Jewish people would have been assimilated and wiped out. No Joseph, no Mary, no Jesus, no Yeshua. No word of God. The scrolls were burned. No gospel taken to the nations. So we wouldn't have our Bible and definitely wouldn't have a Christmas. And I do like Christmas. Don't like Santa Claus, but I do like Christmas. So what happened? What's the story? The Jewish people adopted the Greek ways. Hellenism, and abandoned God's ways of the temple sacrifices of his word. And for this reason, it says, to quote Maccabees, heavy disaster overtook them. They admired and desired to completely imitate the culture around them. Second Maccabees chapter 4 describes it. Leviticus 18.3 says, you must not follow the practices of the land of Egypt. 
quoting the Torah, when you used to live, where you used to live, you must not follow the practices of the land of Canaan, of Canaan, where, to which I'm bringing you. You must not walk in their customs, and yet Israel did it. Jeremiah 10, verses 1 and 2, hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, don't learn the way of the nations. Don't learn the way of the nations. Or Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in this story, there, in the story of Maccabees, we learn there was a band of Jewish people during this time of Antiochus, King Antiochus IV, who decided not to give in to the enticing and later forced assimilation and Hellenization of embracing the pagan ways, the Seleucid culture that was all around them. And they later, and then later, pro, the prohibition of the Jewish observances and the worship of the God of Israel. And launched by the father, by Father Mattathias, who parallels Phinehas in Numbers 25, who killed an Israelite man for lying with a Midianite woman near the tabernacle in Numbers 25. He parallels him. He led afterward, and then he was then led afterward by his son Judah, Mattathias' son Judah. They became the Maccabees. Not the singing group, there's a singing group. The Maccabees. This is thought to be an acronym for the battle cry, Micha Mocha Be'elim Adonai. Let's try that. Micha Mocha Be'elim Adonai. One more time. Micha Mocha Be'elim Adonai. Who is like you among the gods, Lord? Oh, Lord. I love it. Who is like you? That was their battle cry from Exodus 15:11, which they sang as they carried the name of God on their shields into battle against the enemy. It's so beautiful to see some of the pictures and the IDF now, you know, where many of them praying, they're, you know, maybe they're putting on tefillin, they're praying, but they're inter-praying and seeking the Lord and not tr- trust, trusting in the arm of the flesh, as Jeremiah 17 says, but looking to the Lord for, to win the battle. And they, sang, they, they did this, they stood up against the edicts, they died and they fought, and then they fought, but they fought back. And they eventually won, through God's help, the few over the many, the weak over the strong, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Zechariah 4, 6. And God calls this zeal, my zeal, my zeal. Kinati. His means to protect ownership in Numbers 25, 11. 2 Maccabees 8, 16 tells us that Maccabeus gathered his men together to the number of 6,000, exhorted them to not be frightened by the enemy and not to fear the great multitude of Gentiles who were coming against them, but to fight nobly. For, listen to this quote, for they trust to arms and acts of daring, but we trust in the Almighty God who is able with a single nod to strike down those who are coming against us and even the whole world. And it says, with these words, he filled them with good courage and made them ready to die for their laws in their country. So with the word of God, with the word of God, that's what filled them with strength and that's what fills us with strength when we have to face the enemy. The word of God. The word of God is what strengthens us. He appointed Eliezer to read aloud from the holy book, from the Bible, of course. It was from the, from the, the Torah and from the word of God. They slew more than 9,000 of the enemy. Second Maccabees chapter 8, there's, I have the references here. The passage of scripture that Judah quoted twice in Second Maccabees chapter 8 and chapter 15 to instill them with courage in their battles 
it was the passage Isaiah 30, it's three times in the scriptures, in the Tanakh, Isaiah 37, 2 Kings 19, and 2 Chronicles 32. There's several versions of the story, but they're all parallel. They're all pretty much the same. That's the passage he quoted, uh, where King Sennacherib comes, faces you know, Israel, and, and, and uh, there's a big battle. We know from the 2 Kings account that the people of Israel, the people of God, were largely not trusting God or faithful. Some wanted to give up to Assyria, others wanted to go to Egypt for help. And only a minority wanted to put their trust in the Lord for deliverance. Similar to the story of Hanukkah. Only a remnant, the Maccabees, fought. Only fought back. Only a remnant. God always uses a remnant. He doesn't use the majority. He uses a minority. He doesn't look for the mega. He looks for those that will be faithful to him. And that's what he'd rather have. And through that, he, he, he wins. So be part. Let's be part of God's remnant. Amen. Let's be his unpopular minor, minority, not the popular majority. Second Chronicles 32, verses eight, 6 through 8, Hezekiah encouraged them in this that version of the story, he spoke to their hearts, it says in the Hebrew, saying, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed by the king of Assyria and the whole horde that is with him, for we have more. We have more with us than he has with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God, Adonai Elohenu, to help us and to fight our battles. And says, so the people were encouraged by the words of King Hezekiah of Judah. They were strengthened. That's what strengthens us, the word of God. You want to help someone, help your neighbor, help your friend, your family, help them, give them some, a promise from the word of God. Strengthen them with love, a love and the word of, and love and the word of God. And that's what's going to do it, right? That'll help. That'll, that's what strengthens us. Daniel says, he spoke to me, Daniel 10, 19, and I was strengthened. And Daniel said, keep speaking to me, because as you speak to me, I'm strengthened. Ezekiel, the word of God came, he ate the, ate the scroll, and then he stood up on his feet. Are you facing a battle this morning, an obstacle against which you feel outnumbered or outmuscled or matched? The Lord is greater, stronger than any of, and all his chosen people's enemies, and he can demonstrate such as we trust him. Hudson Taylor, he said, the, the great missionary of China said, there are three stages in every great work of God. First, it's impossible. Then it's difficult. Then it's done. Judah Maccabeus turned to the Lord for his help. And we see his reliance on the Lord in further battles in, in the book of Maccabees. In chapter 10, 2 Maccabees 10, Maccabeus and his men sprinkled dust on their heads and girded their loins with sackcloth in supplication to God. Falling on the steps before the altar, they besought him to be gracious to them and to be an enemy to their enemies. They're rising up from their prayer. They took up their arms. So they prayed and they acted. Just like now, we need to pray, we intercede, we pray, and then we act. We, we write letters, we, write, we, we, we protest, we do what we need to do, but we pray. First, we're, not, we're trusting in the Lord, and we fight. If we're in military, if, if we need to fight, we fight. We do what we need, but first we pray, and both are needed. And this is what they did. 
But Judas, verse, Judas says in verse, uh, chapter 13, ordered the people to call on the Lord day and night, and they had besought the, the merciful Lord with weeping and fasting, lying prostrate for three days without ceasing. Maccabeus stretched out his hands toward heaven and called upon the Lord who works wonders. You know, I, sometimes I wonder if this shouldn't have been scripture, Ma, Ma, the, the books of Maccabees, if it shouldn't have been included in the canon, but it wasn't. For he knew that it is not by arms, but as the Lord decides, that he gains the victory. And he called upon him, O Lord, you did send your angel in the time of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and he slew fully 185,000 in the camp of Sennacherib. So he's quoting that passage that I mentioned earlier, Isaiah 37, 2 Kings 18, 19, etc., and he says, so now, O sovereign of the heavens, send a good angel to carry out, because that's what God did. He sent an angel, and the angel slew all those people, 185,000, to carry terror and trembling before us by the might of your arm. May these who come against your holy people be struck down. Now, Yeshua showed his solidarity with his people, with the Jewish people during this holiday, observing uh, this, this by being in Jerusalem. John 10 says... And he could have stayed in Galilee, as I mentioned last week, where it was nice and comfortable and easy. But he went to Jerusalem, traveling 30 hours each way to be with his people in this, in that, in where it was more intense. And that's when he said, my sheep hear my voice, that, that beautiful passage at that time in Han that particular Hanukkah season. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and what? And I give to them eternal life and they shall never perish, and no man shall snatch them. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no one shall snatch them out of his hand. I and my Father are echad, are one. Yeah, we're one. One. Father, Father are one. One in their purpose, one in, he's divine. It means all of that. What did the first Hanukkah look like? Well, the original Hanukkah celebration entailed recovering the temple and the city, after which they did, it tells, it tells the account, they tore down the altars, the pagan altars. They destroyed the sacred uh, precincts, purified the sanctuary, made other altar, an altar, another altar of sacrifice, offered sacrifices, burned incense, lighted the lamps, set out the bread of the presence, fell prostrate, besought, Besought, besought the Lord. They celebrated it for eight days with rejoicing in the manner of the Feast of Booze and Hanukkah. We celebrate for, you know, eight days, eight nights. Uh, and um, bearing, it says, bearing ivy wreaths, wreath ruans and beautiful branches and font. So again, like the Feast of Booze, they did it, like Sukkot. They offered hymns of thanksgiving to him who had given success to the purifying of his own holy place. They decreed that the Jews should observe these days every year. Such was the, such was the end of Antiochus, who was called Epiphanes. They won. And Lord, give victory to your people. We will win. We will win ultimately in every battle by the grace of God, ultimately. And the, the passage that was read by the Maccabees at the rededication of the temple at this time was actually Psalm 30. Psalm 30, a psalm of gratitude for redemption from a danger of imminent death or grave, Ill, grave illness. So it was through prayer that they, they won. Because you read, look over the psalm and God comes through he says, you drew me out of the pit. 
You draw water from a well. You raise me up. Weeping lodges, this beautiful passage, Psalm 30, verse 6, weeping lodges in the evening. Like weeping, uh, it, it stays overnight. It stays overnight, but a ringing cry of joy comes in the morning. Weeping lasts for the night, but a ringing cry of joy comes when it leaves in the morning. Isn't that beautiful? Psalm 30, verse 5 or 6, depending on your translation. Love that. I said in my serenity, everything's, I won't totter forever. You know, everything's fine, but, I, I, but I, I mean, I'm not, everything is fine. But here, O oh God, be gracious to me. Verse 11, you've turned my mourning into dancing in order to sing to you glory be not still. The Lord my God forever I will thank you. This is all Psalm 30. You can read it when you go home uh, and read it this week during Hanukkah. I, you have turned my mourning into dancing and he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. He really will. Eight days, Hanukkah, thanking God, sacrifices, singing, dancing. Place your Hanukkah at home near a window. Why? Uh, because our faith is not a private one. As I, keep, I always like to say in Hanukkah, it's a public one. But we share our faith. We're not ashamed of, our, of the good news. We share our faith. We don't have to hide it. Uh, because we proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. God will take care of us. Amen. And micha mocha be'elim Adonai. Let's say it. Micha mocha be'elim Adonai. Who is like you? among the gods, Lord. Who is like you among the gods? We proclaim Yeshua, the true light of the world, the one who works miracles at this season and in any season. And we follow and look to the Lord, not to man, to stand up against evil, take up our arms and fight, relying on him, and we will win. So thank you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you. If you've never had a personal encounter with Yeshua where you've invited him into your life, take this time to do it. We invite you to do it today. We challenge you to do it today. Come on, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? My goodness, you you don't know that you have tomorrow. You know that you have right now. God loves you and he brought you here. You wouldn't be here if he didn't have a plan for you because he wants to have a relationship with you. And just all it takes is that humbling yourself and just saying yes to God. Just take that first step. Say, yes, God, I want to know you. Don't put off accepting the Lord. You're here now. So just a simple prayer. Lord God, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to have, Lord, I need, I need victory in my life. I need to help, help you to win the battle in my life. There's some battle I'm facing. Lord, help me win this battle. And most of all, the battle over my sin. Because I can't beat it myself. I can't win over my sin, Lord, but you can. You're, you're stronger than I am. And so, Lord, I receive Yeshua. Thank you for dying for my sin. Thank you for dying for my sin. Come into my life. And if you're praying that prayer this morning, I want you to, before you, don't, don't leave here today without telling someone, I did that. I prayed. I received Yeshua. Now, there'll be some people up here that are going to be available to pray with you so you can come and tell one of them and they'll pray with you. They're great people, amazing prayer people. But if you feel comfortable telling someone else that you came with or you know, tell them. But tell that person, I received Yeshua. And if you want to, we'll, we'll help in any way we can to get you on that new, new journey because you're on a new path now. You've, 
you're born again, you you're, uh, have a new birth. Write us, contact us if you're watching online and you're seeing this and that's, that's what happened to you. You just gave your life to Yeshua, to, to the Lord. We thank you, we love you, God. Thank you, Father, for this Hanukkah season. Lord, we pray this week would be an amazing Hanukkah week for the rest of Hanukkah with everyone here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless our Yeladim, in Yeshua's name. Amen, amen. The Lord blesses you and keeps you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and is gracious unto you. The Lord bestows his favor upon you and gives you his peace. Amen. The Shem Yeshua.